the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hi, I'm Hugh Hewitt. Thank you for listening to the Town Hall Review Podcast, where we bring you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Our podcast is brought to you through partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy and ADF, the Alliance Defending Freedom. Here's a piece I hope you'll enjoy from my colleague, Mike Gallagher. I'm really baffled by the this whole debate about phones not being unlocked by Apple, especially this happened with the San Bernardino terrorists, remember? They had their phones. They've got contacts stored on their phones. And, in fact, in this case, in the uh, the Pensacola one, I believe the terrorist attempted to destroy one of the phones in the middle of his attack. He shot at it. So Bill Barr, the attorney general, held a press conference the other day saying, we've asked Apple for their help in unlocking the shooter's phones. So far, Apple has not given us any substantive assistance. This situation perfectly illustrates, he said, why it's critical that the public be able to get access to digital evidence once it has obtained a court order based on probable cause. And Barr added that the crime was an act of terrorism. Charles Cully Stimson is a senior legal fellow for the National Security Law Program at the Heritage Foundation. He's a widely recognized expert in national security, homeland security, uh, and crime control as well. Mr. Stimson, it's great having you here on the Mike Gallagher Show. We so appreciate you joining us. How are you? Well, thanks. Thanks for having me. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, sir. I, I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss here. I read the other day that this Jussie Smollett character in Chicago has been ordered, the courts have ordered Google turnover a year's worth of his text messages, voicemails, phone records, because they're obviously trying to determine if he did something nefarious and they're trying to get to the bottom of it. In this case, you've got a terrorist, a, an alleged terrorist, I suppose, a shooter who possessed two iPhones. Apple, he had the phones encrypted. Bill Barr, the FBI, they, they sought and received court orders based on probable cause to search both phones, Apple refuses to, un- to, to do the tech- give them the technology to unlock the phones. It seems like we protect terrorists and their, their, their iPhones ahead of American citizens who are suspected of a crime. Can you, can you sort this out for us a little bit and help us see why the, the Apple is unwilling to cooperate here? Yeah, let me try to try to explain the differences not only between the two cases but the broader debate. Let me start with the broader debate. Since the San Bernardino shooting many years ago, uh, in the conservative legal movement and across libertarian and liberal circles, there's been an ongoing debate between, on the one hand, uh, do we as consumers and individuals who value our liberty want to have privacy? We want to have privacy and, and, and feel confident that what we're doing outside the eyes of the government is private and that our Fourth Amendment and other rights are protected versus whether the law enforcement should force Apple to write code to create a backdoor for instances when they 
can't find out what the password is because the suspect is unwilling to give it. Remember, though, Mike, in the San Bernardino case, the FBI screwed up. The information that the FBI was actually looking for was on the iCloud, the stuff that just naturally goes up from your phone and is backed up. Right. But they did not, they, they did, the, they had the ability to break into the, to get into the iCloud, but they screwed it up and locked themselves out of it, thus forcing themselves to go back to um, Apple to say, hey, can you write code that doesn't exist to right. help us break into it? And so the Justice Department has had a very consistent position, and, and Attorney General Barr, who I have immense respect for, is touting the Justice Department's position. And that is, look, we're in another situation now in Pensacola where Apple has provided substantial information without a subpoena to the Justice Department that gave them access to the iCloud information associated with the phones, the transactional data, and some other data that is in the cloud associated with the phone. But it wasn't until the 6th of this month, a month after the shooting, that the FBI then tells Apple, oh, by the way, there's a second phone involved mm -hmm. in the Pensacola shooting, and now they're providing all the transactional data, the iCloud data, et cetera, and they want now the code to break into the phone. So there's a vibrant, good debate in the conservative right. legal movement about which way to go. And I and I struggle with it as well because I understand yeah. our expectation of privacy. On the other hand, when when a terrorist commits acts of murder and and terror on American soil, and the, and they go to court and get a court order to say we want to have access to this data, I think Americans understand when a crime is committed and 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 the, and the judicial process is in play, all bets are off. And it seems clear to me that Apple is not. They're not. They're not willing to unlock these iPhones. I'm reading here an article um, from uh, uh, Input that says that Apple responded to Barr's press conference the other day in a statement saying, in part, there is no such thing as a back door just for the good guys. In other words, they're saying, all right, if we try to unlock, if we unlock the phone, give the government access to a ter a bad guy's phone, what's to keep us from having to give access to a good guy's phone? Yeah, and Apple is a worldwide company, and of course they have customers in China and elsewhere, and their point is this, and there's a First Amendment argument too, Mike, that I think is worthy to touch on, that is, think of this as a conservative. Do we want our government to be able to legally order a private company to create something that doesn't exist so that the government can get into the private company's intellectual but, property. But That's but, where but, we are. But, but with all due respect, isn't that sort of semantics? You're saying write something that doesn't exist, referring to the code and so forth. But isn't right. that simply saying Apple is giving access to the data that the government is seeking of a terrorist who killed, killed people on American soil? What's wrong with that? Well, there's nothing wrong with that as long as the laws that are in place are followed by Apple and, and followed by the government. So, for example, in the Jesse Smollett case, right. which he's a knucklehead, and he <laughs> whipped up this hoax, which I wrote about on the DailySignal.com. Right. I saw it, yep, yep. Um, and, and, you know, this is far different than the serious case down in Pensacola. But the principles the, the, are the same, right? I mean, no, you're they're, still... they're actually not. They're okay. actually not, and, and I, I, I hate to disagree with you, but I want to be respectful in doing so. And That's okay. here's why it's different. A sitting judge uh, ordered Google, because this dude had a Google phone, 
right. to turn over all the stuff that's held in the third party's hands, Google's hands. It's not right. on the phone itself. It's not on the device. Right. It's, it's a third in the party. iCloud. Right. And so under the Smith case, the Supreme Court case going back many, many decades ago, right. you right. don't have any privacy interest in stuff that's held in a third party's hands. Right. And so right. they're just getting the text messages and all the rest of it that's in the third party that looking right. back over the year. This is right. different in Pensacola. Pensacola, what Attorney General Barr is asking for is, we want you guys to break into the phone. Apple has no ability to do it, by the way. Right, uh, right. And right. then we want to look on the phone itself, the device itself, to see what other apps or whatever is there because terrorists, you know, smart ones are smart. And what they do is they have moved from iPhones and burner phones to end-to-end -to -end encrypted apps. So my guess as a former federal prosecutor is that what Attorney General Barr and his team are looking for is access to the device itself to see what they can find on the device that's not in the iCloud that Apple's already turned over. And that's a worthy right. debate. And by the way, Congress has been asleep at the switch in passing any meaningful legislation on this. And I actually place the blame in their lap because they've done nothing about it. It's a fascinating debate, and it shall continue. I'm grateful for your input, Mr. Sims Stimson. Thank you so much, and uh, we'll get you back again soon. We'll continue the conversation. Appreciate you joining Thanks us. Thanks for having me. You yep. bet. Charles Cully Stimson from the Heritage Foundation. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. I want to talk to you for a moment about ADF, the Alliance Defending Freedom. We saw this week how valuable and how strategic the efforts of ADF are as they contend for our first freedom in the courts. They are really the best and the brightest contending for the values we share. Go to townhallreview.com to find out how you can join Alliance Defending Freedom to help ensure that the opponents of freedom don't dictate your future. That's townhallreview.com. If you enjoy your podcast, take a moment, tell a friend to subscribe today.